0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Lights, Camera, Sports podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. Well, I thought, speaking of Chestnut Hill Technologies, it would be a great time, great opportunity to introduce you to Jack McCarthy. He's the founder of Chestnut Hill Technologies. It was a really fun podcast to get to learn about him, talk about his career, how he went to Boston College. He was a swimming, diving team member as well so we talked about his memories of being a bc fan how he got involved with the bc sports and uh, how he got involved with chestnut hill technologies so it really came full circle and this is a really really fun podcast so thanks so much for jack for joining us and i think you'll really will enjoy it and listening to uh, his life story also i'd like to remind everybody if you're a bc football fan you need to be a part of the bc football gridiron club just go to bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up and get more details. All right, let's first hear an ad from Chestnut Hill Technologies and then go right into the podcast with its founder, Jack McCarthy. As always, thanks so much for listening. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including. State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Lights, Camera, Sports podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri, and we have a very, very special guest here tonight as we have Mr. Chestnut Hill Technology himself uh, the founder of that company, Jack McCarthy, joins us. Uh, Jack, we've been talking about this for a long time. I really want to get you on the podcast to spread your message and uh, you know kind of learn about your life and your your passion uh, with Boston College sports. Well, thanks, Mike. I appreciate the
1: invite and um, glad to join you tonight.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate the time, and, you know, Jack, I like to uh, profile all my guests to begin with. Let's, if you don't mind, let's start with you. I know you grew up on the South Shore of Massachusetts. Was sports always your uh, number one, your big-time uh, thrill?
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, the South Shore, especially, you know, in the 70s and 80s, was, you know, a rabid hotbed of uh, Bruins fans and Celtics fans and Red Sox fans and, maybe a lesser extent Patriots fans, and um, you know, I was caught up in that with every other kid that played hockey on the South Shore, you know, pond hockey or um, organized hockey, and, um, yeah, I was a huge sports fan, uh, in- including B.C. football as a kid. So, absolutely.
0: And did you play any sports growing up, Jack, yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah, so um, like every other kid in situate, I played pond hockey, and then that went to – um bantam and uh, organized hockey at their academy for middle school and um and then club or town league hockey um summers and you know off and on through high school and and summers in college um uh, my major passion as i got into high school uh, bci was uh switching from football and, and hockey over to diving and um that's a long story in itself, but, um, I got, uh, very involved in springboard diving, was very competitive at BCI and again at, uh, Boston college.
0: And uh, let's, let's then let's backtrack a little bit. How did you decide to go to BC high and just talk about your experience there? I know you have a lot of close friends at BC high and just, just talk about that experience in, uh, high school.
1: Yeah, well, it definitely wasn't my choice, at least at first. Uh, my father, um, wanted all of us to go to BCI, and, um, you know, he grew up in West Roxbury and had wanted to go to BCI himself and, and didn't, but, um, you know, I was uh, pulled from the uh, comfy confines of Fair Academy from eighth grade and uh, sent to BCI with um, a bunch of other South Shore kids on the South Shore bus, and, you know, came to really enjoy the school. It probably didn't take it first, but um, but, yeah, that was the the genesis of how I ended up at, at BCI.
0: And then, you know, I know you um, talk about, too, your, your college experience. I know you, uh, you you really had a fondness for uh, Boston College.
1: Sure, sure. Well, BC was, you know, as popular as it's ever been, you know, in the 80s with Flutie and, you know, it was great success with BC football. So like a lot of kids at High, I was very uh, enthralled uh, by the school and the prospect of going there. And you know, it wasn't the directest path to BC. Um, I actually had a diving scholarship my freshman year at Northeastern and uh, was a medical redshirt at Northeastern and uh, then transferred indirectly over to BC. So spent my last three years plus a couple of summers at BC. Uh, but it, it was a, truly a great experience and it was a goal achieved although not directly
0: <laughs> <laughs> well that's you know that's interesting that's that's a really good story of life you know we all have our paths you're right talk about your diving experience i want to i want to learn about that what was that like bc and can you kind of relate to what's going on right now i know there's a new uh a newplex being built on campus
1: i i've heard rumors to that effect I, uh, and the you know the bc was badly in need of a new natatorium um the, the current plex doesn't really qualify as an auditorium, but um, you know diving at BC was unique because the plex is very drafty and um, a lot of <laughs> January and February meets were very breezy um, standing on the, um, the cold um, pole deck.
0: Oh my gosh. Um,
1: you definitely you definitely brought multiple layers to any home meet you had uh, if you were going to get through an afternoon of sitting around waiting for for you to be next up. But uh, it was a great experience. I mean, BC is a very family-oriented or or family atmosphere, I'd say, um, environment, including athletics. And, um, you know, we had a small team, and uh, everyone supported each other. And um, uh, I would say that, you know, it was not the most competitive program, certainly um, in the Big East at the time. But, um, you know, we, we certainly made the most of it. And, you know, it was a great experience.
0: Do you have any f- favorite moments, Jack, um, you know, outside of playing, diving, you know, uh, going to sporting events at BC, anything that sticks out to you in your time? You were there, correct me I'm wrong, the early 90s, right? Correct. Correct.
1: Early 90s, graduated in 92. Um, so that was. That encompassed or covered the year that BC went to the Final Four So in hockey, and we had the Be Seeing You in Detroit uh, campaign uh, with you know posters everywhere and uh, buses, chartered buses of kids going out to Detroit to Joe Lewis Arena to see BC compete. Um, not successfully that time, but, um, but certainly was a really fun experience. Also, you know, after graduation, it was very exciting to see the uh, BC basketball team go deep into the tournament in '94. Yes. Uh, where they yes. uh, survived uh, North Carolina in the Sweet 16 and uh, eventually succumbed to Florida in the Super Eight. But um, those were some exciting teams as well for BC hoops in the early '90s. And, and of course, football under Tom Coughlin. You know, how can we forget? you know, his line of concentration that he um, painted around the um, the gym and how he, you know, had players running two-a-days in um, the old uh, gym, uh, Roberts, and, you know, just completely turned the program around and would have continued to have driven that program to new heights had he stayed. So that was a, Real fun time to be a student at BC.
0: Yeah, who could forget? You know, David Gordon, the kick in Notre Dame, right up near '93. '93, sure. You know, so and that was um, that was
1: first of many epic W's over over the Irish. Um, but that was, that one counted for a lot because that took away their national title, and uh, I think that inaugurated the uh, whole practice of tearing turf up in the end zone.
0: do you have a moment when you were like when you first got to school you're like oh wow i really like bc sports i know for me my freshman year the basketball team uh went 20 and oh that was kind of like wow you know bc sports really cool was i know you have so much passion right now for it. was there a moment for you where kind of you know you kind of clicked where you're like wow i really enjoy following the program well
1: i think in high school certainly going to see bc play syracuse at what was then Sullivan Stadium Yes, and seeing, you know, 60,000 people cheering for BC and getting a, a feel for, you know, major college football and um, the kind of excitement that BC could generate in New England and Boston was really exciting. And of course, like all Eagle fans and alums, you know, we're hopeful that that will return in our lifetimes. Um <laughs> BC, but I, I think, you know, highlights would just be, you know, feeling, um, you know, Alumni Stadium rocking when we have, you know, great national power in town for a game. Um, the USC game a couple of years ago comes to mind, which was a throwing win for us. And then this past year, the Miami game was absolutely fantastic. Certainly hearing the band, you know, play Sweet Caroline after, you know, the game is kind of put away and didn't know that actually B.C. had fireworks. But, um, you know, seeing fireworks go off, you know, above us from the um, upper deck in the fourth quarter was uh, a fun experience as well. So, you know, just those are some of the memories.
0: Do you Looking back on your time, do you have one player that sticks out for you from B.C. football? Do you have a favorite player?
1: Um. Certainly, Mike Mamula in '94,
0: really, okay, in,
1: against Notre Dame, where he just blew up the Irish and kind of single-handedly shut down their offense. Um, and that was probably the game that propelled him to eventually be a first-round pick by Philadelphia. That stands out. Uh, David Gordon's uh, field goal in '93, obviously, and then you know a lot of players um, from my years. Um, who I knew uh, and were friends and still friends in many cases today. Tom McManus, middle linebacker who then played for Jacksonville, a uh, great friend of many years now. Uh, John Stolberg um, from my year as well, uh, still a great friend today. And um, uh, there's probably too many to talk about in the time frame we have.
0: Yeah, no question about it. you're You're, you're well-connected. And then, Jack, just talk about, to your family history at B.C. I know, tell the listeners about your father, his relationship to Boston College, and you have a lot of extended family members who went to school there on the Heights.
1: Yeah, so we could start with um, brother, uh, sister, um, all graduates, B.C. undergrad. Um, My dad was a professor of accounting uh, for the Wood School of Advancing Studies for about 26 years, I believe. Wow! Uh, before his retirement, about 10 years ago, and um, you know, and then through extension, you know, uh, godfather, uncles, uh, grandparents, uh, many, many cousins uh, have all gone to BC either undergrad or nursing um, or law. So, it's definitely a multi generational um, relationship, and. You know, family's very proud to have a strong and long history with
0: BC. Now, Jack, take us, uh, after graduation, take us along your career journey to how you've ended up now as the founder of Chestnut Hill Technologies, one of the sponsors of my podcast, so I'm very appreciative. Just take us along this journey of how you got to where you are right now since graduation. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm. Based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum, CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.
1: Sure. Um, So in the 90s, uh, I got into tech consulting um, at very low-level or entry-level in technical recruiting, and then uh, migrated to technical sales, um, got recruited uh, successive times into larger roles, um, managing director of recruiting and then area sales manager and then um, eventually branch and region manager for a number of other firms. uh, Had a, a couple of successful startups where I was a minority owner um, over the past, I'd say, 13 years, and got a real um, appreciation and um, <clears throat> uh, feel for the whole startup model of building something and scaling it quickly and discovering or creating niches in the, um, in the marketplace which would play to a small but very agile and scalable, efficiently-priced um, service model. And in 2016, I exited from my last um, startup where I was a minority owner and had a successful exit and decided that I was going to take that earnout and um, reinvest in NuCo, which became Chestnut Hill Technologies. And I was going to base it in Boston. And um, that was the realization of a goal that I had in the back of my mind for many years, and um, I was thrilled for the opportunity to come home after uh, many years in South Florida and launch a company that was, you know, obviously connected in some way to my alma mater, um, you know, at least in in spirit, you could say.
0: And what a great name, though, out, huh? What a great name.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, there were some practical thoughts behind that as well. I've been out of out of Boston since the mid-'90s. And um, wanted to come up with a name which was very identifiable to uh, clients, uh, you know, decision makers, decision influencers, as well as potential employees, business partners, um, other uh, partners who uh, might be drawn to a brand that had an association with BC, uh, if only indirectly. And, um, you know, it, it's actually been very effective in creating traction brand resonance and identification, which is so important when you're building a new company, and none of that has been established. Um, you know, it's a, a lot of breaking glass or um, breaking ice uh, for the first couple of years, and um, you know, we're very happy with the decision. You know, looking back now, three years later, uh, it was a great move.
0: And what a you know what a great name association just with the neighborhood you know the matter the beautiful neighborhood that Chestnut Hill is. I'm surprised the name wasn't taken. To be honest with you, Jack, already.
1: We we were surprised too. We did the name search and um it came up clean and uh um, we grabbed it. So
0: that's um, great. That's great.
1: We're, we're okay. very fortunate.
0: Okay, so give the listeners out there Chestnut Hill Technologies. They hear the name of the company. Give us the you know the two or three minute elevator pitch. Uh, Basically, in layman terms, what do you guys do? Who do you service? Who are your clients? Just give us the whole sure. uh, recap of it. So
1: we're a technology integrator, and that means we provide uh, B2B consulting to mid-to-large corporations. So Fortune 1000 uh, down through mid-cap, uh, companies that have recurring needs for IT services, whether it's um, large or mid- mid-sized business systems implementations, uh, ERP, CRM, business intelligence. Um, of course, everyone is now heavily invested in AI and cloud DevOps, as are we. And um, and so we provide teams of consultants who work either under client direction or under our direction to deliver against milestones and uh, benchmarks which the client has either set out for us or which we and the client have together uh, crafted into a uh, statement of work, or a lot of times it's several statements of work, and we, and then we work uh, at the client site or some combination of remote plus client site to deliver to those, um, those milestones and, ult- and the ultimate deliverables.
0: What a great! When are we were talking before? But what what a great market Boston is, and what you think the future is for is. Boston? Who are the ideal clients you're you're eyeing in, in this greater Boston market?
1: Well, Boston is, I'm sure a lot of listeners know, is um, heavily deployed in the biolife science and pharma space, as well as banking and fintech. And then you could take a step back and and say, you know, startups as a whole occupy a large uh, footprint in the uh, tech economy and the overall business economy um, that, you know, Boston and Greater Boston um, has today. So, you know, we are uh, focused and aligned to bio-life science uh, with active relationships with AMAG Pharma, not in Waltham, and um, work at therapeutics in the seaport, and then on the banking side, uh State Street Bank and um, some other regional banks that we are in the process of um, of ramping on for two thousand nineteen.
0: And that's a great lab. Those are you know those are household name companies, Jack.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've had um a pretty solid build out. I mean Boston's a very competitive marketplace and you know as a you know organically built out startup We're certainly um, faced with all the challenges in a highly competitive environment, but uh, we've been delivering solid work and building our reputation project by project and client by client. And um, the momentum is is definitely uh, something you can see right now with the kind of growth we're having.
0: That's a great segue for my next question about CHT. Uh, what's your three-year plan? What do you think? What's the goal for a couple, a couple of years down the road for uh, CHD?
1: Well, I am enjoying the organic growth model and continuing to um, win the hearts and minds of clients by delivering best practices consulting at lean, efficient price points and with a high level of accountability and transparency. I think that's the uh, very... Um, basic but very essential um, service model that you have to um, be focused on and apply in all of your uh, project engagements. And my goal is to continue to grow um, organically again and and possibly through acquisition, continue to expand into larger opportunities across uh, the Boston area and, by extension, New York, uh, Tri-State. The Northeast uh, we have a major push now with um, a national expansion of our sales team so we're getting uh, more in depth in terms of coverage of not just the Northeast but other markets in the US uh, this year and then especially 2020 but um, you know looking three years out it would just be to continue to see, You know, the great success that we uh, initiated in 16 and the kind of momentum that has been building every year. We just wrapped an 8x growth here for 2018 and we're looking at probably a 4 to 6x growth here for 2019. So it's fairly uncommon for firms that, you know, don't have private equity or venture capital backing to be growing at high multiples. And, you know, I credit the team that we've built and the, uh, early adoption from some key clients, which has led to wider adoption uh, from other um, other clients in you know both the fintech, banking sector and biolife science.
0: That's awesome! That's awesome, and that's the Lights Camera Sports podcast as well. Getting the word out for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. we really, very appreciative to be a sponsor.
0: Well, Jack, couple more minutes here with you. Um I know you mentioned you're a new member of the BC CEO club. Uh, just talk about that experience and what that means to you and just describe what the club's all about.
1: Sure. Um, well, very briefly, the CEO club uh, or organization is uh, managed by the um, Carroll School of Management and it uh, offers and I think delivers, on its mission of attracting some of the most prominent and well-respected business leaders throughout the world. To come and speak to alumni, alums, as well as other um, CEOs, not necessarily from BC, uh, throughout the Boston area. And they host, I believe it's six um, formal events during the late fall through early spring. And uh, in 2018 with The um, great year of growth we had. I reached out to see if we would qualify, and we did. We we hit the threshold as a corporate member, and I was just at my first CEO luncheon a couple of weeks ago, which featured Martha Stewart from Martha Stewart Living, and the chairwoman of TJX. Her name escapes me at the moment, but it was a very uh, well done event at the Mandarin in town, and. Um, and we were glad to be part of it.
0: And you said even the next meeting, right, it's Commissioner Rob Manford of the MLB? That's right. That's right. So um, I'm back at
1: uh, next Wednesday's event, which will feature the Commissioner of Major League Baseball and um, other um, luminaries um, in, in Boston business and finance um, in, in
0: attendance. So very look very much looking forward to that. That's awesome, Jack. That's really a great thing you got going there. It's awesome that you support uh, the BCCU Club uh, after your graduation and uh, support uh, BC Sports as well. Last couple of questions, Jack, for me. What do you like to do in your free time? Say when you're uh, open Saturday, what do you like to do? And uh, Just tell our listeners behind the scenes in your life. Sure. Well,
1: um, you know, we have a South Florida office as well as a Boston office. So if I'm in South Florida, I certainly enjoy Getting out to golf. Um we have a corporate membership at um what I like to call Bushwood. It's actually called Grand Oaks, but it's the course where they film Caddyshack <laughs> back in the eighties. Wow. Uh, it's a great club it's a great club and uh it's a great way to enjoy a nice Saturday or Sunday in um, January or February. Uh, which I'm sure doesn't please the local audience but um, <laughs> but that's always a uh, a great option on a weekend um, and then if I'm up in Boston and um, working at a Boston playing a Boston weekend it could be Celtics or Bruins with a client or or friends and uh, maybe dinner
0: in the north end there you go that sounds pretty good to me all right Jax my last question for you where do you want in your in your mind what is your goal BC football five years from now where do you want them to be what, what's what's what what's b c football doing in two thousand twenty
1: four good grief um well, I hope that we can return to an a c c championship game yep, yep. Uh, at le at least once um it would be really uh, maybe wishful to think that we could um uh, claim an a c c title but I don't think it's impossible but what I would really like to see is just a return to top 25 status um, on a predictable basis and national respectability and, um, and then to just continue to do the great things that the program has been doing uh, for many years, you know, recruiting great kids, um, coaching them up to, um, you know, new levels of, you know, profession of athletic achievement and, you know, and and being a credit to Boston College, um, I think that, you know, it's such a special place and it attracts such a unique blend of high character and um, high intelligence and um, obviously athletically gifted young men and women that, um, you know, it, it, it's already a, a special place, but top 25 status would would even be, you know, bring more credit to the school. Yep, and yep. That would be great to see.
0: Well said, Jack. And thank you so much for the time and joining us on the podcast. Really appreciate it. And how can people, potential clients, reach you? What's the website for CHD, and how, how they get in contact with you?
1: Yeah. So the site is uh, www.chestnuthilltechnologies.com and. My email address is jmccarthy at chtus.net. Awesome. And, um, we would love to hear from BC fans and uh, and your listeners. and um, yeah, We appreciate you, uh, obviously, giving us this platform today. This has
0: been a great chat. Well, Jack, really been a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast, and thank you for your continued sponsorship as well.
1: My pleasure, Mike. I appreciate it.
0: Well, thanks so much for Jack McCarthy for joining us here on the Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. You can really see the passion with him and the passion he has for BC athletics. I really, really like it. I really respect it. So thank you once again to Jack for joining us. I'd like to remind everybody, uh, time for you to join the BC Football Gridiron Club. If you're a BC football fan, you need to be a part of this great organization. Just go to bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up and get more details. Football season will be here before you know it as spring practice has begun. So it should be really, really exciting. All right. As always, thank you so much for joining us here in the podcast. If you'd like to join Jack McCarthy and be a sponsor of this podcast and maybe get on the podcast yourself as well in the future, just email mike at lightscamerasports.com. That's mike at lightscamerasports.com. Camerasports.com Alright we'll see you again Thank you so much for listening This is Mike Galtieri signing off